0: In the darkness in the night when I'm starving for the light I know I can trust in your Let's that again When I'm trying thirsty. Welcome, 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 welcome.
1: Happy, 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 happy,
0: happy. We're His family. Ah, love, love. God is love. We are loving people.
1: I did have a scripture to read, but I think I'm just going to jump into worship.
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, stand with us if you can. If you want to come up front, there's plenty of room to dance around. He's a king of kings. He's a lover of lovers. Yes, he broke my chains. He's a friend of the sinner. Cause that's what I used to be. And he walks on the water. We can do it again if He did it before. We can do it again. God is always good. God is always good. He's been good to me my whole life, and He will continue to be so. He brings me revelation in the morning, and He brings me peace at night already won my battles. I don't have to fight, and if you did it before, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes! Yes! We can shout our victory cry because the victory's been won. Thank you, Lord. what you can do through us, it's about what you can prove through us. Like Gideon, like Gideon, he only had 300. Say to this mountain moon, to name yeah. of your goodness. Action. Oh.
2: Like a lamb led to be slaughtered, they took away the Lord, and he went like a lamb. And many people today still think that he's the lamb, which he is, but he's coming back as a lion. And many people mistake his... His gentleness and His kindness and His everlasting mercy as the weakness of a lamb. But it's not. It's exactly that. It's mercy. It's kindness. It's grace. Because He is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And we just thank You, Lord, that you are our lion and you war for us you are on our side and you watch over us and we come today Lord and we lay all our affections, everything that we have at your feet and we praise you we honor you, we give you all the glory you alone are worthy of all the glory and we are not ashamed we are not shy to come before you and glorify you before all men because you have given us your name you have given us your word and you have given us your blood and for that we are everlasting forever grateful So we thank you, the lion of the tribe of Judah, for your kindness towards us. But we are not mistaken. We are not misled. We are not blind to the truth of who you are. And we know that you are coming back. And we know that until that time, this kingdom of yours must expand. This kingdom cannot be shaken. And we just come on behalf of you and your kingdom and we just bless and we honor you and we thank you for everything you have done for everything holy ghost you are doing right now this very minute in our lives and we thank you for everything you are going to do in us through us around us about us with us because we are the children of light We thank you, Lord, that your kingdom is expanding through us because you told us to go into the world and make disciples of all men. And we are obedient to your word. But today, now in your presence, Holy Spirit, your tangible presence, we just bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We love you. And we thank you, Lord. We have no words to say how much we are so grateful for everything that you have done. We lift up your name. We bless you. Thank you for your goodness in our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray all of this. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Worship team, thank you so much. Holy Spirit, thank you so much for being here, being present. Definitely a little bit of drunkenness up here. Wow. Okay. Um, in the Bible, there's a lot to say about children and not children of God, speaking about physical little babies, children. Jesus had a lot to say about children. If, there, if there's anyone from the youth here, you are dismissed, guys. Your, your peers and your teachers are waiting for you. You may leave. Thank you. And go to your class. And Proverbs 22:6 6 says, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is older, he shall not depart therefrom. And we have people in this church that have that exact testimony, that they grew up in a Christian house, their parents taught him the word, and when they left home, they left the the word they left the church but they had to come back because the word is true so today we have the honor of dedicating another child to god so i'm going to ask the bivens family to please come up with little <laughs> jordan We know that God has no grandchildren. There are no grandchildren in God's economy. And that means that it doesn't matter what your parents did, good or bad. That doesn't count for you. So at Harvest, we don't christen babies. We believe in dedicating them to the Lord, just like Samuel. If this young man wants to be baptized, which he will be, it has to be his choice. He has to make the decision because of what Jesus has done in his life. So today we come as mom and dad, as a family, to dedicate this boy to the Lord. And as parents to promise before every witness today that they will raise up this boy according to the ways of the Lord. So today we come to give this man, Jordan Ryder Bivens, to the Lord Jesus Christ. So we are going to anoint him, but first see if the parents would like to say something. Yeah, I
3: just think that, I think every parent's hope is that you know, they, that their child would just walk with Jesus. And that's, I think, our main hope. But, you know, something Alice and I were talking about last night. I'll let you share, babe, about the relentless.
1: Remember about
3: relentless and what we hope
1: for? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, yeah, we were reviewing this last night. Um, but it was really awesome because when I was pregnant with him, the Lord was just confirming his name to us, and writer actually means mounted warrior, and I was like, yeah, mounted warrior, but like something that's really awesome about that is, um, especially because that's been my hope for him, is that just in his walk with the Lord, and throughout the days of his life, that he would be unwavering, and unrelenting, and steadfast, and so that is our hope for him, and that is what we will do our best to raise him up to be. So thank you guys for your support.
3: And uh, I just want to thank, too, uh, this is my mom, Peggy. She came here. Uh, yep. So we all the grandkids call her Gigi, so that's Gigi. And uh, all the other all, our family couldn't be here, too, just in other states and stuff. But um but yeah, I just appreciate, too, everybody just who have poured into our family, uh, into Jordan's life, uh, Greg and Nicole for just the parenting class and just just everybody else that have just honored us and, and blessed Jordan. So, um, yeah, we're just excited. We're just excited. He's excited. That's a good mom, too. Takes the baby. <laughs>
2: So Jordan Ryder Bivens, we anoint you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Father, we thank you for this life. Your word says that you are the giver of life and no life comes but from you. So we thank you, Lord, for this life that you have given to this young boy, Lord, and to these parents and to this body in Jesus' name. We thank you that your word says that even in Allison's womb, you had your hands on this boy. And you knitted him together and you gave him all his gifts, all his talents, his personality, everything that he needs to fulfill his Ephesians 2 verse 10 path. So we thank you, Lord, that he lacks no good thing because you are his daddy. And we thank you, Lord, for the parents that you have placed him into in the family, Lord, with Tyler and Allison, Lord. Thank you for such people who follow you, Lord, and have such a testimony of what you've done in their lives already. So we just lift up this young man, and we just decree that he will follow you all the days of his life. We decree that he would come to know his place in the body. We decree over him that he would know the word of the Lord and know you, Jesus, as Lord at a very, very young age. That he would walk in everything that you have planned for him and that he will not miss out on one gift not on one opportunity, not on one call that has been placed on his life. So we thank you for him. We thank you for this day, that this is now written and settled in heaven, that this boy has been dedicated to the Lord and to you. So we thank you, Lord, for your angels, according to Psalm 91, that carry him in their hands, that he will not dash his feet against the rock. We thank you for your grace upon these these parents, Lord, that in times where they don't know what to do, where they don't have the answer, you will be and you will reveal to them what to do, how to act, and how to lead this man to his wealthy place in you. So we bless you. We bless you. We bless you, young boy. And we say you are now and you always were and you forever will be the Lord's. And he will watch over you closely. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
4: As we were standing here, I felt like the Lord gave me a word over your son. And uh <clears throat> I thought about the, the thing of rider, of, of warrior, and that really is going to mark his life, but I just feel like that that what will mark his warrior nature is gonna be joy. And uh I really see him as a warrior of great joy. And uh Really, that even from a, as you begin to train him up, I really felt like the Lord said that he is going to begin to see from a different realm. He's going to actually really begin to see from that spirit realm. And it's going to be his delight to, to worship. It's going to be his delight to be in the presence of God. And there's something that he is bringing out of that place that's going to be so unlike so many others. And there's going to be a, such a, a, a faith and a wisdom about him and his pursuit of God. And there's going to be like a, this insatiable hunger for just the presence of God, the presence of God. And joy is going to so mark him. And, and that joy is going to win the battles, It's going to win the battles in your family, it's going to win the battles in his own life. And so that's something I felt like the Lord put upon my heart prophetically for him. Nicole, you've got something, honey?
5: This is the Lord to his anointed, to Jordan Ryder, whose right hand I have held, to subdue nations before him and loose the armor of kings, to open before him the double doors, so that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you, Jordan. I will make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I the Lord who called you Jordan Rider by name and the God of Israel. I've even called you by your name. I named you. Though you have not known me, I am the Lord and there's no other. I will gird you that they may know. From the rising of the sun to its setting, that there is none beside me. I am a Lord, there is no other. Rain down, you heavens, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open up, let them bring forth salvation, and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. This way opening up double doors, opening up double doors, opening up double doors in Jesus' name.
2: i've just one quick announcement before i hand over to pastor jason um, i don't know if 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 you heard that uh, paul smith hurt himself while working so in our church we have a family ministry that my wife leads up and uh, we want to provide meals for paul right now he broke four ribs he was in hospital he's at home now but they're going to need some help just making food so that they don't have to do that uh, so please if you would want to Uh, help in making a meal we just want to provide food for the next two weeks if right after the service if you would please go see tiffany over there just give an email address that tiffany can just get all the details to you if you would like to make even if it's just one meal in the next two weeks so that we can just bless them in this time that they need thank you
6: amen thank you tiffany tiffany does an awesome job organizing loving on people through meals it's awesome So, i got some announcements. I get the honor and privilege of doing the anointed announcements. Yay, Jesus. He's so good. All right. So, I guess everybody's got one of these in their hand. If you don't, look at your neighbor and say, hey, I want one of those. You'll see some announcements in there about the little flyer. You see this in here? Oh, yeah. I forgot one thing. While we're getting at our announcements, is there any first-time guests amongst us? Yay! We have some first-time guests. Welcome them. I don't know where the ushers are. Oh. Hey, keep your hands raised, if you don't mind. Keep your hands raised. We've got a little welcome bag to welcome you. You know, welcome to Harvestonville Church. You know, we love the worship here. We love the presence of God. We love the Word of God. So um, come hang out with us. Come worship with us. Come encounter God with us. And there's a little, inside that little bag, there's a guest card. You can fill out, and we'd love to get back with you just to say hello and how we can help you in your life and what's going on and just be with you and pray with you. So if you can fill out that card and drop it in the offering bag as it goes around, that would be awesome. So enjoy some fresh bread and some cool things in that bag. Welcome. So, announcements. Here we are. So we got some cool things happening in our midst. Yay, Jesus, for cool things happening. So... um as you see the Bible thon, you can read that, please. You can be a part of this. Read this. Be a part of it. It's awesome. The National Day of Prayer happening, all that stuff. So please read that. Be a part of that. Okay? Take that home, put it on your fridge, be a part. So uh, what's happening May sixteenth? Anybody know? Saturday, May sixteenth. Got your cheat sheet right, good for you. All right, so the Prophetic Activation Seminar. Has anybody ever been to a Prophetic Activation Seminar? Some of you have to one degree or another. It's awesome. My wife with an amazing David Holcomb with an amazing Nicole Skitta. Oh, wow, I didn't even know you were Skita. Skitta. Cool, sorry. Nicole, cool. She's been married for a long time. I don't even Anyway, sorry. Brother of, or sister of, you yeah. know. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Um... Prophetic activation seminar, that's what we're talking about. So we got some amazing anointed teachers uh, and prophetic giftings that are going to release to us in a s- cool seminar to get you to do the stuff. Jesus released the kingdom for us to be able to do the stuff. Sorry. We're going to to do the stuff, the works of the kingdom, not just sit back in our, you know, comfortable chairs and, and watch other people do it. But you get to do the cool stuff, too. And so we as a culture of Harvest Renewal Church love to release everybody to do this stuff. And part of that is hearing the voice of your father for yourself and then hearing it for others. To release the love of the father to other people. And that's for everybody, young and old. You know, it's for every person in this room. He said he'd pour out his spirit on every flesh, right? That's you. See, that's me. See, I can hear his voice. And I can hear his voice for others. It's a simple thing. So come be trained that you can grow in confidence in this. Sometimes it's like, oh, I'm a little scared of that. I don't know what to think. This thing right here, release the confidence and the freedom for you to do it. Because if you can do it in the church, then you can do it out there in the streets. This is a safe place where you can operate, to grow, and to learn to do this stuff here amongst us so that we get common in doing this. It's natural to us so that we can do it out there. Right? So let's do it together as a family. And so come to that prophetic activation seminar, and this is for a lot of ages. Let us know, email us if you're coming, and we can get child care for that provided, and all that kind of stuff. And we're going to have a pass around the sheets in just a minute. So next thing on the list, water baptism. We love to baptize you, the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit, for a new life, new birth, the symbolization of this awesome thing God's done in us, inside of us. And so, if you have never been water baptized, are one of your youth, have never been one of your children, and they're ready. You have, this is a real deal for them, they're acknowledging what's happened. And they want to do this outward sign of being dunked in the water and coming up, you know, raised with Christ, do the symbolization of that kind of stuff. We love to do that. So please let us know. We would love to do that for you. It is already assigned a date, which is May 31st, to be water baptized. It's going to be a lot of fun. So let us know. It's also on the sign of sheet. Let me see those. Um, yes, so here it is. We're going to pass these around. Water baptism and the prophetic activation seminar. If you've already signed up, awesome, you can sign up again. But, like, also, again, I love to say this every time. Let your yes be yes and your... So that means if you're signing up, it means what? That means, hey, I'm going to be there. Awesome, you know. So put your name on there to come. You know, we love getting emails. We don't want just random emails just for the sake of getting emails. Because you're, you're coming to this deal so we can plan for it, be good stewards of our time and our resources because we know a lot of people are coming, right? So let your yes be yes and your no be no. All right, so what else is on my list? I'm trying to get it up. Sorry, I lost it. Oh, sign up. sheets going around. Oh, yeah, Faith and Family Night at the Diamonds. Anybody heard this already? It's been Harvest Happenings email. At the baseball diamonds, the good old squirrels. We are so excited about the squirrels. They're having a faith and family night on uh, May 9th of Saturday, which I already got a youth thing happening that day, so we would, not miss, we would be missing that. But anybody else can come and join us together. as a, a fun church activity to get together and hang out, watch a good old squirrels baseball game. Please, you have to email today. Faith needs to know today if you want to come and join us. The email is on the front. There it is, at the very bottom on the side, blue side there. Her email's on there. Email today said, hey, I want to come and hang out and watch a baseball game with my fellow harvesters, harvesterians, who we are. So there we go, awesome announcements, wonderful. Uh, the bulletin's going, the sign up sheet's going around, wonderful. Um, how many were in church two weeks ago? Wonderful. Um, two weeks ago, we did a little special thing where our beloved senior pastor and his beloved wife were away, if anybody remembers this. And we love our senior pastor and his wife, the Watsons. We just, you know, they don't really know. ask asked Pastor Doug, did he watch the web stream and recording? He didn't. I thought he did. So I was trying to hide it all week long, but he didn't even know. He didn't even watch, which is awesome. So, we get to honor these guys, and love on you guys, because you guys honor so many people, and the word says honor, give honor to who has honor is due, and that's you guys. You guys have given, and given, and given, and given some more. You know, when times are hard, you still get up off the ground, you give again, and it's amazing, and it's amazing for me to sit underneath both of you guys, to raise up, to learn how to be a pastor to be, gets the season thing in you guys, the love that you continually give out, this anointing of being a pastor, I rest on you that I get to glean from, and I'm just so blessed and honored. So two weeks ago, we uh, we, we took them an offering, just for you guys, just to love on you guys, and I love and embarrassing you guys in front of everybody, Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and they're crying if you didn't see this. Yeah. Um, but we took an offering just to love on you guys. Use it, you know, for your house, for vacation, for fun. Go go on another vacation, you know? And so, um can y'all can you stand up for a minute? Miss Cindy as well. I got it in my pocket somewhere. <laughs> so bless you guys. Here's an offering of about uh twenty five hundred dollars. So I get to embarrass him. Do you want to? You can say something later or now, whatever you want to
4: do. Guys, um, I don't know what we can say. We just uh, we love you all so very much. Uh, we try to we try to uh, show that. Uh, there's there's occasions that uh, I'm not as loving as I need to be, but uh, but Cindy and I. Cindy and I love you very much and this is uh, we thank you for this gift Uh, we are just honored blown away and uh, we are just so proud of our church so proud of what God's doing here and uh, we just can't wait for what God does in the next 10 years 20 years, 30 years I'm I'm not going to ever die so uh but uh just thank you baby
1: Uh, just you know god is so good he's so faithful and he puts us in family and we're so grateful that this is the family he put us in Um, we we really do love each one of you and um, it's an honor to see jesus flowing out of your hearts and um, and the things you do the things you say uh, the love you express, and we just are, are honored to be a part of this.
4: I love Cindy. I'll say, you want to say something? She goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
6: Love you guys. All right. If you don't know Pastor Doug and Cindy, they will hug your neck off. So get a hug. He's got lots of them. He doesn't run out of hugs. They're awesome. So I'll give them a moment so I can do my last thing before he comes up and give his message. So um, last thing is uh, we get to give again. I I mean, God's goodness never ends. I mean, it really doesn't. And that we get to partner with him in everything we do. And we get to. It's just not like, okay, you, you must. <sighs> no, I get to. You know, I get to love and honor the Lord all, with all my heart, all my strength, everything. And so some of that is like our strengths and our weaknesses, our strengths, though, like in the workplace and getting, you know, God providing awesome jobs or sometimes a job that is just for a season. Some of you are like, yeah, I hope this is just a season job. But, yeah, it might be stepping stones. But you're being faithful. The key to, like, life and godliness is to staying, right? Staying and abiding in the center of his love. Because you know that his will could go before you. Like his goodness to Moses. His goodness will always go before you. It's there. It's not, you know, limited. If you're faithful, then he's faithful. No, he's always faithful, you know. And so we get to partner with that, saying, God, I love you. And I, I show you that by you know, giving my offering. Financially, I sow into your kingdom. Financially, I say I trust you, Lord, but by giving this, you know, whatever it amounts. It is 10 plus percent to whatever it is for you. You know, that to, to honor the Lord, to giving your tithe is an act of trust. An act of, yes, God, I love you. This is a relationship thing. It's not a law thing. This is not just a religious thing. This is a relationship thing. So I just want to honor, uh, um, remind you of those things as we do it together. Let it not just be a quick, fill out the little tithe check and get my money out of pocket and throw it in the bag. You know that? No, it's like, you know, God, I love you. I get to do this. I get to partner with you. I get to sow into this amazing kingdom that I'm a part of. You know, and so let's do that right now. We get the opportunity to do that. and us pray. God, we just thank you, Jesus, that you're a good dad. You're a good father. And we love being a part of your kingdom. And we know that we can't outgive you. We know we can't outgive you. You continually give faithfully all the time, Father. And we thank you for the times and the seasons we live in now, for the jobs that we have now, and for the jobs that will come in the future. We thank you, God, for the releasing of many open doors for many of us in, the, in our midst right now, for those who are, have been faithful day in, day out, week after week, month after month, of just being faithful to you and your promises. And we say releasing of open doors right now in this room in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, doors being opened, God, out of faithfulness, out of love, out of the Father's promise and covenant, he will open doors for his children. He gives good gifts to his kids. So God, we, we we trust you right now. We sow back into your kingdom, and we say we love you, God, with our money, and we say we'd be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. For no further ado, our amazing Pastor Doug gets to released the word of the Lord this morning.
4: Amen. Thank you, Jason. Praise God. <clears throat> no further ado. I don't quite know what that means it' funny that there are certain phrases that have just been handed down and handed down and and it's like, okay, hey, guys, I tell you my heart is so full this morning. I mean, I'm grateful for the gift and but my heart was so full before then, uh, our time of worship and just encountering the presence of God, Wow, wow. As we're receiving our love offering, I want to welcome Chip back from his time in Latvia. I, I-, I want us to give him a little bit more time later, uh, maybe next week, but uh, just a couple things you may want to say. Uh, <laughs> I know this is...
1: <laughs> um, one, one. I want to say thank you to every single person that prayed, every single person that sowed financially to make the trip possible. Um, your, your sowing will yield in reaping, and what was sown towards revival will reap in revival in our in this house, because you all sent me out. I didn't. Add, I mean, I put it on Facebook, but I mean, ninety-eight percent of the giving came from right here, and I that honors me. And it honors the Lord, and I want to say thank you. Um, I will be testifying. I'll have some videos. I'll have uh, Pastor Victor is going to ha- send a thank you video to everybody. Um, he is only three thousand dollars short of his goal for a car, um, and that will allow him that three thousand. I challenged him. He needs to keep the old car so Arena can get back and forth to work locally, so he can minister, and that just will set them up for greater blessing. Um, So anyway, we're continuing to believe for that, and God had provided our over $5,000. So thank you, Jesus. I mean, that's a big thing. Um, I'll leave you with this. God is so for us that when he comes to bring judgment, his judgments are for us and against the things that have come against us. And the Lord is the word that that over and over and over again, and I'll testify about this in in a more appropriate time, is that I believe, and I, I believe this is a now word, God has a mandate for us to carry the glory, but our souls need to be healed up so that the stuff that is in the way can be moved out of the way, that greater glory can be shown because we're spirit, soul, body. Spirit's done. But He wants to deal with the soul, not because He's mad at us, but because He wants to heal us so that He can display His splendor to the nations. Amen. Bless you. That's good, Chip.
4: <clears throat> thought you were getting ready to preach my sermon this morning. You ahead heading that way, buddy. Praise God. So let me ask you this morning, how's your resurrected living going, huh? Well, it's supposed, it's supposed to. It's supposed to just, uh, every day we're just uh, undone with what God is doing in our lives. And we're doing a series that I believe is probably one of the most important teaching series we've ever done here. It's called Living a Resurrected Life. And that is God's plan, is God's purpose, God's heart for you. And, uh, and so Rifle has shared... But two weeks on this, so we began, begin to kind of lay in a foundation. We're going to continue this morning to lay that foundation, and then we're gonna we're gonna to begin to blast off from there. Okay, and uh, I'm really excited. Next week, uh, Nicole is going to come up here, and she is going to share about encounters in the supernatural, and I guess that's what you, okay, and uh, and so, which should be our encounters. The supernatural for sure. Um, This is one of those days that as I was preparing, uh, I probably spent more time this week on this message than I do on many of my messages, Um, but it's so funny that I tried so hard yesterday to get it down in a nice precise outline form and god would not let me do it you know and he says i just i just want it to flow out of you because i tell you if if it's not inside of me at this point in time in my life uh, i don't know if he'll ever get there you know after walking with the lord as long as i've been walking with him but you know we're talking about living a resurrected life and how does that happen just as Jesus was resurrected, we know that we were identified with him in his death. That's what the Scripture tells us. If you want to, if you would, turn to to Romans chapter 6. Rifle may have already shared this uh, passage. I, I don't remember. But it says Paul is dealing with the issue of sin. And talks about that his grace covers our sin. And and this argument comes back, well, if it does, should we just be permitted just to go ahead and continue to sin? And Paul said, you know, how should that ever be? And uh, and he and he says this starting in verse 3 of Romans chapter 6. He said this, Do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, meaning the moment that we called upon the name of Jesus, the moment that we asked him to be our Savior, we became one with him, right? There was a oneness that took place that was not there before. There was a oneness that took place that when we when we were baptized into Christ Jesus, and it says that we were also baptized into his death. Just as Jesus died, there was a huge part of our life that died, uh, the, th- the part that really <laughs> needed to die, you know? It says, therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in newness of life. It says here in Scripture that as a result of being translated, being brought into a resurrected life, it says it calls it a newness of life. He doesn't say here, that It doesn't say that, you know, even so, we should walk in a little bit better life. Or it doesn't say we should walk into, well, it won't really change a whole lot, but you'll get to go to heaven life. You know, it doesn't say any of those things, does it? it, it it's clear that it says that there is something brand new that is waiting for you and I in this resurrected life. And that's why we feel like it's so vital, so important for us to be teaching on this subject that our life should exemplify just as Jesus was raised a dead man. We are also raised dead men and women, man. We are definitely, we at one time were dead men walking, okay? At one time. But we were baptized into his death. And when that happened, I'll tell you, there was an explosion that took place in your life. There was an explosion. There was a cataclysmic thing that erupted on the inside of you. You may not have felt it. You may not have realized it. But Paul says in in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he says, at that moment, you became what? A new creation. He says, all can you, if you can find that scripture, if you can turn to it? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. There we go. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, we are. He is what? New creation. Say that again. New creation. What does it say has happened at that moment? Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Wow. Wow. Now, I'm excited about exploring, discovering, learning, gathering revelation of what that means. Because what it says here is that sh- my life should be extraordinarily different than what it was before. How many of you have experienced that? Amen. Hopefully hopefully a lot of hands are going up. If there are not many hands going up, we are in deep trouble. Okay, to- all right, but there should be an amazing effect that has taken place within our life. When God created Adam in the garden, and when he leaned over to that lump of dirt that's what it was. when He created man, he created him what? Out of the dust of the earth. And it was just dirt that God created in the form of man. But something happened when he breathed into man. Something happened to man. Something happened to Adam. Then, didn't just became a man. He became a spirit man. Became a man that was connected to God by his spirit. Not by his mind, not by his soul, not by his motions, but by his spirit. And there was such a connection between him and God. It just flowed out of that place of communication, of Adam taking dominion over the earth, Adam doing the things that he's doing. But there came a point in time, we all know that Adam made a wrong choice, and instead of realizing that he had everything that he needed, he was lied to. He was made to be think that he was missing out on something, and he said, and the enemy told him, "Listen." You know, if you would just eat of this tree, if you would just eat of that tree, then, then really, basically, you won't even need God anymore. You begin to live independently, and that's what he chose. That's what Eve chose. And at that point in time, just as when we become new creations, something cataclysmic happened at that moment did too. And there was a death that came into man at that point in time that which was alive in his spirit because of sin, because of all that sin brings, there was a death that occurred in the life of man. And man lived out of that place of death for the rest of his life. He lived out of a place that instead of allowing his spirit to lead him, guide him, teach him, help him, uh, you know in his relationship with god and everything else that to, to rule his life he man he be, became dependent upon his soul became dependent upon his mind his own, own intellect his own reasoning became dependent upon his emotions became dependent upon the the things that his body craved and that's what he lived by that's what he lived by but you know god is so amazing isn't he that even in that, I'm sure, deep sorrow and disappointment of what man chose to do, God pursued after man. God pursued after man. God already had a plan. Already had a plan ready to be implemented for man, to bring him back, to bring him back to that original design, to bring him back where his spirit would rule his life and not his soul. And and before any of us ever called upon the name of Jesus, that's how we lived life, didn't we? We lived it out of our soul. We lived it out of the the cravings of our flesh, the things that we wanted or whatever. We lived it out of being controlled by our our emotions. We lived it out of the the reasonings and the intellect of our minds. And that's how we lived life but there was a death that we cared about in us all that time. And it says that when we were united in his death, there was something that was supposed to die at that moment in our life of the old man, the old man that was ruled by his soul, ruled by his emotions, ruled by his body, ruled by his craving of desire of sin and all of those things at that moment that died it died and in that resurrection came a new creation in that resurrection came a came a came a, a a rebirth of our spirit and the holy spirit came and united himself inside of us in our spirit and and then we are to begin to live in a different way and that's the problem that we still Remember the patterns of the old, and we still at times choose to live out of our minds first, our soul, our emotions, all of those things, instead of learning how to live out of our spirit. I think it is. I think it is, Chip. I don't know about y'all. Are y'all hot in here this morning? It is really hot. Can we get one of the both or as many air conditionings as we have? Can we turn them on all at one time? Thank you. I thought it was just me. That was just me. Praise God. It's very clear in the Word of God in Romans chapter eight. Romans chapter 8, it's it's tough to find chapter 8 when you're looking at chapter 10. Okay, doesn't work very well. In chapter 8, it talks about the Spirit of God that came into our lives, the Holy Spirit that came into our lives. And in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, it says, But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give to your mortal bodies." Life, life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit which dwells in you. Powerful, powerful. That at that moment, I tell you, at that moment, and and a lot of times we're we're not living that way because of ignorance. We just don't know. We haven't been taught. We don't understand that we're not to live out of the, the patterns of the past. That when things come in our life, Do we let our emotions rule that moment? Do we let fear out of our mind, thinking what will go wrong, what will happen, how will I ever make it, whatever, to rule that moment in our life? Or during that moment, does our spirit cry out and say, listen, listen, everybody, hold on now. Listen, this is what the Father says. This is what the Father does, and this is what the Father will do in your life. And spirit you rise up and you're gonna you're gonna take authority over your soul, you're gonna take authority over your emotions, and you're gonna rule and you're gonna you're gonna reign and govern this life. And that's exactly what's supposed to happen. Paul and if you will turn to first Corinthians chapter two. I wanna show you something. First Corinthians chapter two. I believe it's first Corinthians. Yeah, and, and I think last week I, I, I kind of shared this verse with you, and uh, right when we were uh, at the end of worship, and uh, and it talks about it talks about the all that God has planned for us in chapter two, beginning in verse nine, He says, "But it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man." the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now that tells us right there, what is the tremendous potential that's within your life? What is the tremendous capacity that you have to live life? Because he says here, listen, your eye hasn't seen yet, nor has your ear heard yet, all the many things that God has prepared for those that love, that love him. And he put it in there, and he goes on to say, how do we receive those things? How do we know those things? How are those things revealed to us? In verse 10 it says, But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For in the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man, for what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man that's in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, Everybody say that. We have, we have not received the spirit of the world, but we have received the spirit that is from God. At your time of resurrection, you receive the spirit that is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us in God. You know, I have tried to convince my mind in my own way to reason out and to figure things out. And it never goes very well, does it? never goes very well. But I tell you, when you rely upon the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you, and you say, listen, I don't understand. I don't know what's going on. I need a revelation of the Holy Spirit. And I tell you, when you wait upon that and you receive that, it is beyond anything you could ever think, isn't it? It talks about that, that our God is a God that is able to do above and beyond all that we could ever think, ask, or dream of. But it says here that 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 we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. He says these things we also speak not in words which are men's wisdom teaches, but what the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things which are the Spirit of God. How many of you know that? If you're operating out of your soul, if you're operating out of the carnality of your mind, and you try to understand the things of the Spirit, you will never understand the things of the Spirit. It's impossible to under things, understand the things of the Spirit. That's where you have to say, mind, you're going to hear the Spirit. And you're not going to be wrapped up in your own reasoning and figuring things out, but you're going to be instructed by the Spirit of God, to receive revelation, to receive what I need to know. It's a different way of living, different way of living, people. You're living a resurrected life. Verse 14, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. How many of you have ever (laughs) seen some of the, the wonderful demonstrations of God? The wonderful things that God does, His signs, His wonders, and when you first see it, you think, "How foolish!" How our, our, our mind kicks in automatically, our soul kicks in automatically, that, because that's how you have always lived. You have lived by your soul, and God says, "Now you are to you are going to be trained to live by your spirit, which is in you." The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dead is in you. And he's going to bring forth a resurrection in your life. And just as as the the life of Jesus post-resurrection was different, your life post-resurrection is also different. All right. I'm trying to, buddy. I'm trying to talk to you. All right. But it says the natural man doesn't understand, doesn't know them because they they must be spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritually he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no man. Goes on to say, but who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Wow! 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 wow. Have the mind of Christ, and is that transformation that takes place day after day of the renewing of our minds that we begin to understand that right now you have the full capacity within you of the mind of Christ. There is nothing missing. There is nothing that is yet to be developed. It is there. It has been there. And it's a thing of relearning. It's a thing of having our minds renewed. Now Paul writes this incredible passage here, this incredible revelation to the Corinthian church here, of eyes have not seen nor ear heard has heard yet all the things that God has he has shared with him. Now listen, these things are spiritually discerned. These things are given to you by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And then look what he says in chapter two. I love this. He says, "Brethren, I could not speak to you as spiritual people." but as to carnal. He says, God has all this. Now, the Corinthian church seemed to be so spiritual. Got it together. Man, the gifts were flowing. Things were happening, whatever. But yet, the way they lived their life was still in a place of carnality. And he says, then brethren, I couldn't speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. Even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For where there is envy, strife, divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Paul said, listen, you're behaving like ordinary men. And God has designed and has destined for you and has equipped you to live like a supernatural man, woman. God says, listen, I want you to begin to learn how to move from the things of the natural, that we measure everything in the things of the natural. We reason everything in the place of the natural. And he says, listen, you are now seated in a different place. You're seated in a place of the supernatural. Let me show you. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, I love it. I love it. <laughs> this is awesome. He starts chapter two off with this with this word, and you, he made alive. You, he made alive. Tells you that you were dead, but he made you alive. You, who were dead in your trespasses and sins. Now go down to verse four here. Okay. <laughs> I love my I love my Amen crowd over here. There we go. There we go. Come on, Shane. I love this. But God who is rich in mercy, because of his great love, which he has loved us, he pursued after you. He pursued after you. He pursued after you until you finally listened by his grace. <laughs> now that's that's not what it says in the Bible here, but some says out of Doug right there. But it says, his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And listen to this, listen. And we raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, that's not just a, I won't tell you that, it's not just a wonderful thought, a wonderful picture, a wonderful metaphor, whatever, is like, you know, that you are here, you seated here on earth. Listen, God has designed, God has brought you back to his original design that you are living from heaven to earth, not from earth to heaven. Huge difference. And you, it says here, that you have been seated in heavenly places. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think about heavenly places, I think it's in a place of the supernatural. It's in a place of his spirit. All right? And they say that because you have been joined together with Christ, you are setting, you are living, you are to live life out of a different place. Out of a different place. I want to tell you something. There are some pastors that they just want to build a big church. You know, there's nothing wrong about having large churches. Nothing at all wrong, wrong about that. I know, I know some pastors. I know a guy named Michael Fletcher down in the Wilmington area. And uh, he, he's an amazing architect of, of building a church. Amazing. And he has grown, and, 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 and he, he's an amazing man of God. And God equips, equips us all pastors differently. But I want to tell you that in my heart, What pains me as a pastor is to see people who love God with all their hearts, but yet they're still living a natural life. They're still struggling. They're still surviving. They're still like, well, when I get to heaven, it will all change finally. You know, things will get better, whatever. It is my passion My desire, my joy is to do whatever I can to be able to encourage you, teach you, exhort you to live in the realm that God has for you. That's why we're doing this series on the resurrected life. We are not supposed to just get by, life is not supposed to just get a little bit better. Life is not supposed to be, we hang on with our fingertips. Until one day we we go to heaven. Life is not supposed to be, if I could cuss a little bit less, you know, and do this a little bit less, it's great. That's that's not the life that God has planned for you. It's not the life that Jesus gave his life for, for you and I, is it? He said, the life that I have given you is to live by the Spirit. By the Spirit. If you look at we're still in I think we're still in Ephesians here. Turn your page over to chapter four. Verse twenty, Paul's teaching the Ephesians church. And he says, But he said he said, You've learned he basically saying you've learned Christ in a certain way. He says, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. He says, but you put off concerning your former conduct. Now, you put it off. The moment it comes off of you is in the moment that you get saved. Now, I understand we're walking that out. I understand that it is a process of the renewing of our mind. But it is finished at that point not anything you have to do. It is finished, provided for you. All you have to do is learn how to receive. All you have to do is begin to learn to listen to the truth instead of the lie. And all you have to do is be able to say, listen, my mind will be renewed in the things of the Spirit. He says, but you put off concerning the former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you may put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. There is a walk that we are to be walking today of coming out of that old place because you're not that old person any longer. You are not just a sinner saved by grace. You are the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God. God's highest and best for you was not to live on the sin treadmill. You ever lived all that? You know? That wasn't God's highest and best. God annihilated sin. Annihilated sin. Now, we we revert back to old patterns at times, and we do end up at times falling, but I tell you that our life is supposed to be so different, so different, people. And Christ says, listen, He says, all that I've done for you is to, for you to live in a different manner, in a different way. And one of the greatest things, I think, and we've, we've done a series on it in the past, and we'll probably come back to it again, is in the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind. There is something that, because, what did you say? <laughs> Because we lived our entire life in, in, our, in, a, in a place of soulishness, in a place that our minds reasoned, figured out life, all those things that we continue to live that way. But it is once again the thing of communing with the Holy Spirit, learning to live and learning to flow and, and receive from the Holy Spirit that you receive a brand new truth and it begins to renew your mind. And the only way from going from the old man to walking in the new man is in that bridge of the renewing of your mind the renewing of your mind it 's funny that Paul wrote two powerful books to the Corinthian people, amazing books full of such great truths and 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 streams of thought and and, and, and talking about who you are in christ and and Corinthians is just an amazing book in learning your, who you are, your identity in Christ. And when, he, and when he ends the letters, he ends it in a powerful way. And he reminds them three themes that he talked about throughout 1 Corinthians, the first book of 1 Corinthians and the second book of Corinthians. There were three themes that he leaves you with. And this is it, is in 2 Corinthians chapter 13. He says, finally, brethren, verse 11, finally, brethren, farewell. Now, Paul doesn't know if this would be the last time he would ever communicate with him, see him or whatever, very possibly was. So, you know, if you ever, you're at the end and you don't know if you're ever going to see a person again in your life, and you're going to end your conversation with them, you're saying your goodbyes, you want to, you want to communicate the most important thing, don't you? And that's exactly what Paul does here. He says, finally, brethren, be complete, be of good comfort, be of one mind. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet with one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. Then he says this, the last line, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. It leaves it with three vital things walking by the grace of God, living by the grace of God, living by the love of God, and living by the communion of the Holy Spirit. The communion of the Holy Spirit means fellowship, it means learning, it means growing, it's being. It's growing in the realm that God has for you of the Spirit, and we're going to learn more about that. We're going to continue on uh, uh, in a couple of weeks. We're going to have Ralph and Inger Beisner with us. That's part of uh, Partners in Harvest, Catch the Fire Churches. Uh, They're regional directors. They were here with us last year. He was. He was an. He's an ex Supreme Court judge for the state of New York. Amazing, learned man. But may I tell you. He lives and walks in the things of the Spirit, and amazing things begin to happen in his life. I want to leave one, one thing with you here. You know, as we begin to learn to live in this place of a resurrected life, that our life is controlled and ruled by the Spirit of God and the Holy Spirit, and our minds are being renewed, and we're being open and, 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 and to allow God to do what he wants to in our life, There's a couple of keys I want you to understand. As you grow up in God, I have found, it always releases the unfamiliar. If you want more of God, you want more of the things of God, you want to grow in the things of God, it will always bring you face-to-face with the unfamiliar. Listen, there's not a person in here that knows it all or has experienced it all. Not any of us. And if you want to move on in God, you will always have moments in your life that you will face the unfamiliar. And it's in those times that many times we try to reason with our minds, and you know, because this doesn't fit my paradigm, this doesn't fit the things that I've experienced so far. I'm going to reject it, or I'm going to be very critical of it, judgmental of it. And that's one of the things that we, if, if we're going to, if we want to experience daily. Resurrected revival living. You're gonna you're gonna have to do something that you've never done before. You can't keep just doing the same things. Amen. Secondly, is this: we must choose at times to embrace intimacy above intellect. Now, understand what I'm saying. I'm I'm not saying that you just cast your mind off, and the mind has nothing to play in the Christian life. As it most certainly does. But it's a mind that is ruled and controlled by the Spirit of God, not by man and not by your carnality. And there are times, I know in my own life and times in all of our lives, that that when I experience something that doesn't make sense up here, and I try to reason and try to make sense, I will never get there. I will never get there. So there are times that you must embrace intimacy the intimacy with the lord the intimacy of that moment to draw closer to god so that you can understand it's all about the joy of experiencing god this life is all about the joy of experiencing god you must push past the fear and embrace the risk this type of living living by the spirit is a risky thing that you, you will be instructed at times to do things you have never done before. You'll be instructed to pray in a way that you have never prayed before. You'll be instructed to go and befriend someone or pray for someone that you have never done that before. You must embrace risk. You must embrace hearing the voice of God and saying, Father, it's up to you to do that. Push past the fear. Embrace risk. No I want encourage you to be open to the acts and the manifestations of God. It's recorded throughout history, recorded in all revivals. God did some pretty crazy things. God did some pretty wacky things at times. Why? At times I just have no idea. I really don't. But I going to tell you, it changes people. I know that. It changes people. It brings them into a place of knowing that God is so much bigger, so much greater, that the revelation of God is demonstrated by signs, wonders, and miracles. Someone said this, that his wonders will give you a sense of awe of the world that God lives in. His wonders will give you a sense of awe of the world that he lives in is also the world that we live in, people. And don't be afraid to pursue life that still is full of mystery. We are growing, we are learning, and we are being taught by the things of the Spirit. Amen? All right. That's all I got. All right. That's all I got. I want to, uh, before we open up the altars for prayer, um, have a young lady that's with us. This is her last Sunday being with us. Sweet. She uh, was part of medical school, got a degree in occupational therapy, right? And. Uh, Would you come up here real quick, sweetie? (laughs) If you have not met this uh, human torch, okay, (laughs) this is Colleen. (laughs) And this is her last Sunday with us. And uh, we're going to really miss you, sweetie. And you better come back and visit this is, you're, you're still a part of our family, you know? And uh, we love you, honey. And we just want to take a moment to pray for you. Now, are you you're moving up to Pennsylvania as well? Okay. Right. Well, God loves Pennsylvania, too. Okay. Uh, he hangs out in Virginia, but he, sometimes he, he visits on the weekends, Pennsylvania, okay? Let's stand up, okay? any of you know Colleen, if y'all want to come up here and just love on her. Father, we thank you for this young lady. God, we thank you for all that you've done in her life. God, in so many ways, you brought her back from death. God, you brought her back from a place of destruction, a place, Lord God, that people said you'll never be the same again. And you know, they were right. She's not the same. <laughs> She's better. She's better. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord God, for this young lady. We thank you for the the life and the destiny that you have for her. We thank you, Lord God, for the things that you have yet to do in and through her life by your Spirit. And she lives and walks out, God, the fullness of life that you have, Father, for her. God, we thank you, Father, for the the places that you're going to establish her, places where her roots will go deep places her, father that she will make a difference in the environment that you put her in the father we thank you god that she hungers after you she thirsts after you anybody that knows this young lady they know that she she is all full throttle all for it so lord we just we lay our hands upon her god father we bless her today god we send her forth by the grace of god and the power of the holy spirit we thank you father for the amazing things the destiny that is going to unfold before her and we give you praise lord we give you praise father